Bruin. Bruin? Hey, Coop. I gotta stop saying that. We don't even fucking like that show. <laughs> you really are pushing that line, and I don't understand. I like the fact that the you keep saying. Song... Wait, do people know you keep saying that? Because you usually say it before I start I recording. Okay, so they didn't even know. We just know we just talk about some shit they don't even understand right now. You guys want the behind the scenes look at what the time? <laughs> Let's and, move on. How about that? <laughs> no, they don't want a behind the scenes. They're trying to get in the scene because we ain't been on the scene. Do y'all really be disappointed that we do this whenever we want to do it? Like, because that's the concept, honey. It's funny too, you know. I will tell you, we do this so blindly sometimes, and then like when the shit comes out, I get hit by strangers sometimes. And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and they're like, "The shit you said in the podcast." I'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> so people listen to that? Do you know it <laughs> would it wouldn't matter to me if people listen to this at all? We would probably still be doing it. <laughs> Jazz and I don't even really check to see if niggas is listening no more. We've been I just doing wait it till somebody. I just wait till somebody brings some shit up and be like. I do do that, don't I? <laughs> you know, my logic with success is to keep doing shit until you're indoctrinated with that thing. All of a sudden, people are just like, yeah, I'm a DJ, right? Did you doubt that? No, because this... <laughs> <laughs> you just do it enough, and it doesn't matter if you're good or not. People just be like, he's a DJ. <laughs> How do you know that? He's been DJing ever since I've known this motherfucker. He just... Seem like it's something that he's doing. Is he good? I have no idea. He's been doing it, though. He's been doing it for that. a while, though. That's exactly what this podcast is like. We're not exactly famous <laughs> or well-known <laughs> or public figures. <laughs> what are or we, J.D.? successful. <laughs> or <laughs> but we definitely are Lauren Hill to this shit. We do it when our energies are right. <laughs> we do it when our energies are right, mostly because... Nobody's paying us to make sure our energies are right more often. I could definitely keep the energy wherever you wanted to be at the right frequency for the right check. I promise you that. And people love Lauren Facts. Hill. People love Lauren Hill. And do. You know what's crazy? If you if you miss Lauren Hill, you can listen to her album anytime you want to still. Just like with this podcast. This podcast. Exactly. Drums, so, please. Yes. Drums, please. Man, what a time. Uh, Hello, Moto. Welcome back to our show. A lot has happened yes. since we were gone. Um, first things first, rest in peace, Black Rob. Yes, rest in peace. Was Black not Rob. expecting that. Um, There's been an upswing in conversation about our legends not having access to health care. And to that I say, duh, Black people don't have access to health care everywhere, unfortunately. And I hate that. But it's, it's a, a rampant rampant that's the right word it's a rampant problem amongst the community and in this country um i would like for us to get health care and also i don't want to have to go in the marketplace to buy it just give it to us because it sucks it sucks that you could have a, a a hit like this you could be a legend in your own vein and you could just die because you don't have you weren't receiving to care it's crazy and going off of what people were saying like why isn't there more support for artists in general. Is there a Ace Cap or something? A union, something. 
Because how did this happen? But how does it always happen? True. We lost John Singleton to a disease. We lost Shock G. We lost Shock G. We got to mention that, too. Oh, another one. Underground. It's a 90s legend, too. It is. The Humpty Dance, Tupac. I mean. Do the Humpty Hump. Yeah. It, um, so, every time a celebrity dies, they say three have to go. Did we get three black people on this one run? Oh, we did. Three rappers at that. Three pretty huge ones, too. Like, ones everybody would know for different reasons. Three rappers this time. That's kind of insane. The hip-hop community lost all three. Yeah. From, like, three different, like, angles of hip-hop. Like... Also, I hate that. I hate that that theory of the three. Yeah. I try not to buy into it. But then when the second person (laughs) dies... You're like... "Mm." I immediately... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no i immediately fall into that okay i'm black okay i i live in a conspiracy i don't have time to talk about them everything i think is a conspiracy at some level and this one seems to always be a little true somehow some way don't it like happens it like that but rest in peace black rob um rest in know. peace dmx uh i'd like to bring him up again because um tv one informed us that they actually did his last interview three weeks before he passed away for uncensored. So they will be, they will be airing their episode of his uncensored on May 16th. So I'm sure we will all be watching this as a family. It comes on at a special time, eight o'clock. So make sure you tune into that. I'm very excited to see what, you know, they discussed on there. You know, something I did not note about the DMX episode that I think is actually super notable and may come back up a little bit later, Faith Evans. Faith Evans always kind of was the leader in songs about us having lost somebody in the community. Yeah. But kind of strange. She has really stamped herself in that realm. Well, she's a she's a paradox of funeral songs now. And here's what I mean, right? So I'll be missing you as featuring Faith Evans. Mm-hmm. And naturally, that was her husband, so that made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. She does a song called I Miss You with DMX about his grandmother, Mm -hmm. and then DMX dies. And now that song is equally as applicable to DMX and (laughs) and his grandmother. So it's a paradox of funeral songs. And you know what? I don't think anyone died, but it feels like a funeral song. Hopeful. <laughs> yes, I am. Hopeful for today. Wait, wait, Take this wait. music and use Didn't it. Didn't somebody get shot in Coach Carter? Isn't that a reason? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds very much funeral to me. Like, play that. You can play that at my but, funeral. But, I wouldn't mind. You can play Faith Evans. I love you at a funeral. And I would be like, Maybe okay. it's going to be okay. Listen, fuck it. Play as soon as I get home. <laughs> To glory. <laughs> to glory. Um, speaking of R&B. They drug my sis, though. Hold on. They drug whoa, sis whoa. for oh. her funeral performance. Uh, yeah, I missed it. Y'all leave her alone. Okay? We can move on Faith Evans is legendary. And as long as she's not doing anything against my heels, and trust me, Stevie J is very close. <laughs> um, she's good in my book. All right. But, yeah, speaking of R&B realness... Coming up this weekend, SWV versus Escape versus. Yeah, everybody SWV gonna be home. You gonna versus. be home with your mom probably. Mm-hmm. This is a vibe for Mother's Day weekend. I'm gonna watch it with my mama. And you know what? I gotta um, I gotta retract how I felt about the Triller buyout for Versus altogether. That Osley why is shit that? Was so 
good. It was really, I love the Isley really Herb good. So much, and I, yeah. I said I went into it kind of like Man. that was Triller doing that. That's that was the Triller effect. Well, I that's mean, why we enjoyed it. It was the first. It was the first versus Triller. It was the first one under the new Triller versus branding. It was so, and they killed it. I mean, knocked it out the park. It was long. But also rightfully so for the groups involved. But it wasn't a drag. First half was a drag, actually, because of Steve. But it picked up. Oh, it was. I'm, I think I blacked that out of my mind. Because well, he took the I note. I was having a hard time. He took the note. They told his ass backstage. <laughs> he better shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. I said the top People, fruit. They be... They be... <laughs> She said, what she say? Yo, why was I watching Family Feud for hours last night, actually? I was playing. When you turn to Family Feud, you don't turn the rest of the day. Does that happen to you? you know, Once I, I won't watch it for months. But when I turn to it, it's on for hours. So you watch it the way that they record it. <laughs> yep. yep. One day, six days a week. <laughs> yep. All the episodes. Yep. I have to run. Well, what, I have to run it bike to bike. And what an amazing check. What an amazing. Like, imagine getting that contract. Like, come in Monday, act like it's Tuesday, <laughs> act like it's Wednesday, act like it's Thursday, and act like it's Friday. Change your suit. You know what I mean? Go home. You're good for the rest of the week. You straight. I love that job. I am very excited to see this one like this. This is going to be fun for me because I know a good amount of this catalog. So, oh, yeah, we're going to be singing yeah. down in that house. Yeah, that's okay? definitely on the on the jazz network of things that have happened for sure. And rightfully so. I've had a bunch that were up my alley. So you deserve one. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of escape. Candy Burris of escape is beefing. "Quote unquote" with Wanye of Boys to Men. I've heard this. Um, can you explain to us how this is possible? <laughs> it's strange. Does it, I mean, it sounds like something that would happen on VH1's The Surreal Life, right? You remember oh, that? Oh, I used to love that show. Yes, Emmanuel Lewis and Vanilla Ice, and they used hell to be, yeah, I used to watch the shit out of that's that. That's what show. started Strange Love. This what started Flavor Yo, of Love. Hey, can they bring that back to Paramount Wait, Plus? wait. Do you remember the Surreal Life universe? <laughs> the Surreal Life cinematic universe? <laughs> I didn't realize. I forgot that Surreal Life happened and Flavor Flav met Brigitte Nelson. And Flavor Flavor Brigitte Nelson had a show called Strange Love and they broke up. And Flavor Flav was looking for love. And it started an entire new realm of reality TV from that point on. I love it. Whoa! I'm so glad you brought this. Episode is about. I'm so glad you brought this to the forefront because that was definitely deleted out of my mind and memory. Brigitte Nelson. I completely forgot her ass. She's iconic in the GIF world. Um. So okay, let me let me tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. Candy Burris did an interview in which she was she was asked. Who was the most difficult artist to work with? Because we know Candy does a lot of work for artists, as yeah. in writing. She has a lot of writing credits, okay? Credits. 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 She has a lot of writing credits. Um, And, you know, most people would probably plead the fifth on this one. I think this is something that actually gets asked pretty often mm -hmm. and usually the person you ask is like oh i don't want to get into that you know it's been some rough times but i'm not gonna say any names well candy decided to say some names she named names 
um and she didn't do it disrespectfully she just was like it it was difficult to work with boys to men like we had a whole little falling out like I said, she didn't say anything disrespectful and she didn't even give any details. She just said it was kind of a weird experience. You don't really know what happened. Well, Wanye didn't take too light of that because he got on live and addressed it and started started throwing shade at her saying, well, has she really worked since the 90s in Whoa. music? Whoa. Which actually she has. Um, Scrubs is... is- the year 2001? No, Scrubs is 1999. Damn, that was 2000. Um, regardless, though, she's, she's, she, has, she has credits within the last five years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a lie, however you spin it. I, I mean, it's a little sensitive of him to do that. It sounds a little bit, what do you call that? Hit dog hollering? Hit dog hollering. <laughs> yeah, especially for somebody so legendary. Where Where is your class? Something like that would roll right the fuck off me. Yeah, and like I said, like, she really didn't say anything so bad that it needed to be addressed. Like, I looked at it and was like, <laughs> that's funny. And I moved on. I didn't start breaking down like, oh, so boys to men are difficult to work with. I just took it as a funny story and I moved the hell on like I'm sure most people did if you saw that clip or that interview. It wasn't that big of a he deal. He doesn't have the humility to maybe understand that. Maybe he doesn't know how he and his friends may have come out in like, what, 1990 something? He yeah, it had to be that. like 1995 or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's tacky. If somebody told me I, I rubbed them the wrong way, I would contact them. If if I didn't remember, I would never come, come right. to them on I'm not going to slander you on the internet because my mama taught me better. Better than that, that right? Yeah. But, you know, he went on to say his side of the story was like she was trying to take pretty much what wasn't hers. Like they had problems with credits and oh, payment, I guess. That seems to always be the problem of black people in music in the 90s. Uh, Yeah. Um, This last thing I want to bring up, I'm actually very, very interested to see how this will come out. Um, there is a ABC pilot ordered called Black Don't Crack, starring some of our favorites, Essence Atkins, mm-hmm. Tisha Campbell, Taj Maori, and Sherry Shepard. That's right. Um, you know, ABC's, uh, the director of networking is black now. It's a black woman, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we saw some of these things coming. As you know, ABC's already been... Uh, leading the pack as far as those networks are concerned with African American based content with the blackish mm-hmm. cinematic universe, the ish, the ishes, the ICU, <laughs> um, the ish cinematic universe. But ICU obviously has other. Don't use that. It's the it doesn't work. We can just move on. I'm so confused. You know the MCU, the <laughs> oh. Marvel Cinematic Universe, the ish, oh, the ish that... Cinematic Universe. Oh shit! The ICU. Got you. Um, I'm here now. It's okay. The joke is so dead. <laughs> it just gotta go. <laughs> yeah. So this should be interesting to see, mostly because it doesn't seem like a very. I feel like we've seen an influx in quick sitcom pickups, like very quick sort of. This would be good. Kind of things, um, but not necessarily like we've seen it. This would be good, just like a, <laughs> I know these names, right? This I recognize these people, and yeah. them coming together sounds like it's going to turn out well. Yeah, somewhere there's a guy getting like scripts and doesn't see anything but the names is like okay, yeah. Well, we need more black people on this this show, so let's let's do it. 
this seems a little bit more thoughtful. And I hope that it's really good because, I mean, I would love to see all of them back on TV regularly. They are in some of my favorite shit ever. All four of them. Yes. Yeah, so Deadline says that it follows three former sorority sisters played by Shepard, Atkins, and Campbell, who lost touch after college and reunite during a pivotal point in their lives. They realize sometimes it's okay to crack, and when you do, no one will be there for you like your friends. It's an interesting premise. It is. The gang's back together again. Good luck, guys. I hope it turns out well. I'll watch it if it you know, makes it to the television. I'll be there. It's posted up. There, we're going to we're going to it's check there. it out. Is is it's it already? No, it's going to be It's solidified there. as coming on it's TV. Coming on TV. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on to music. So we missed this anniversary by a few days, but I was not gonna let this pass me by by any means. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Tell 20 this, years ago, we got Destiny's Child Survivor album, okay? I motherfucking conic. This is when they went from four members to four members and solidified it to three. <laughs> I love how you did that. <laughs> I was about to be like, excuse me? No. <laughs> because you know, you know, you know the controversy. Um the original group two of the girls left and they brought in Michelle and Farrah Franklin, but Farrah did not last more than one recording of one song before she was out the door. Luggage. I was going to mention that, but you know, I do feel like it's kind of beating a dead horse sometimes. All I know is all of the mess created a number one album. And that's all that matters, honey. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the first single. You know what? This album is such, it has the whole package of an album. There is drama. There is a soundtrack song. They even got a song or a word put into the dictionary from this album. That is true. There is behind the scenes footage, um, you know, like making the music video of Bootylicious. Like, this was a goddamn rollout. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah, it was a masterpiece in pop culture girl group rollouts for sure. A, a pivotal moment. Impeccable. Iconic time in pop music. Um, so starting with the first single, Independent Women Part 1. Oh, your hands on her hands. <laughs> this was, that. of course, for the Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Saw that um, theaters. Bernie Mac. Movie. Iconic. Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu with my girl Drew, Cameron D and Destiny. That's right. Charlie's Was it Angels. Drew, too? Drew Barrymore. Drew Cameron, Lucy Liu, and and and, and Bernie Mac and Destiny's Child on the soundtrack. It's a hell of a summer release. You know what I'm saying? Insane. You hear that? You see that? This is a motherfucking time. I wanted to go see the movie based off of all of the rollout. I saw it at Disney World. I remember on the Ooh. way out there, Independent Woman and Wild Wild West was like the best two songs in the world at the time. It was so strange. I loved it. It's, it was a good It's time. women empowerment because mm. we have Charlie's Angels kicking ass in theaters on the big screen. That's right. Beautiful song too. Love it. Um, And then the infamous Survivor, which was, you know... A playoff of what they were joking about at the time when they were switching around the group, like who's going to be 
the survivor of the group. You know, Survivor was huge at this so time. It played on the Survivor theme in the music it was, video. Well, it, it was first a joke amongst um, the public and amongst mm-hmm. media to create this narrative because, you know, everybody kept leaving the group. So right. it's like, who's going to survive? Who's going to be the last girl standing or whatever? So instead of, you know taking it too much to heart they was like i'm gonna show y'all something and they went along with the joke and created the survivor video like they were on the show and it was iconic yeah i mean my mama taught me better than that is a line it's always i've always she basically she basically said all this shit y'all thought we wasn't able to do we did that plus more so because they mother taught them better than that. Mama, it's not after they ju- After they drug everybody for filth, they said, that's it, though, because my mama taught me better than that. And knowing okay? Tina now, I, knowing Miss Tina, how I know her now, I agree. I can see that. <laughs> she probably did teach them that. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then Bootylicious. Kelly, can you handle this? Michelle, can you handle this? Beyonce, can you handle this? I don't think they can handle this. That thing right there got a little crack in it. Got a little crack in it. Not a lot, but a little. That sample, Stevie Nicks, um, Edge of 17. Just like the wind sings a song, sounds like she's singing. Yeah, and Stevie Nicks makes an appearance in the video. They tip their hat to her. Fleetwood Mac, I mean, if you're a fan, there's there's a lot of black Fleetwood Mac fans out there. Uh, I'm part of the Hive. How y'all doing? Landslide, my shit too. Bootylicious is easily like a top three Destiny's Child video. Like the looks, the choreography, the fact that they um, did the behind the scenes show mm-hmm. of making the music video. Like it is iconic. The yellow gold so, suits they had on, the pink suits and the Michael Jackson old breakdown, whatever. Like all of that is just unforgettable. I wasn't going to play a game before you said that because as soon as you said it, I, I just thought about the fact that I haven't seen any of these three videos since close to the year they came out. And I can tell you that Independent Woman was a bunch of pink outfits, right? I can't think. Yes, I think it was actually. Yeah, yeah. And I remember scenes from the movie Survivor was camouflage, mm-hmm. Bootylicious was yellow, gold, and I, pink. And. And pink, yes. I can see all that with perfect clarity in my head, and it's been 20 years. It's, it's Beyonce <laughs> in low-cut pants, okay? I mean, and that blonde-ass, bone-straight hair. And, man, when I tell you, if, if social media, if Instagram was a thing that year, the way we would have seen y'all dressed oh, like those girls. Oh, baby. Christ. Christ. It would have been, been a Destiny's Child bonanza. Bonanza. Palooza. And this uh this fourth single is one of my favorite Destiny's Child songs. Is it? Yeah, it's a cover of Samantha's song slash the Bee Gees, whichever you prefer. The Bee Gees are in the song, but Samantha's song is the song. Anyway, their song emotions. Um, but it's such a beautiful song. I don't know why. It's the harmonies and it's like a it's a ballad. It is a ballad. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It reminds me of my mom and her sisters. It's like a song that they would sing. <gasps> 
Yeah. I would love to see it. Oh, my mom and her sister can sing. So, yeah, I love that song to death. I know every single word to this day and haven't heard it in years. Yeah, it was, like, super-duper emotional. And they did that, like, three-way split screen where you watch yes. all three of them. That was so cool. All three of them, I guess, were going through some sort of a uh, heartbreak. And you got to see them go through their day on this three-way split screen. and Yeah, yeah, I remember that. All the emotions. And to add to... This single was released around the time of September 11th, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it became kind of a song of the time. It just emotion. You telling me I was going right from Ace to the Izzo to emotions <laughs> and back and forth. That was was very um, polarizing time for the kid. Uh, I felt great and terrible all the time during this year. It was it was a really rough year. It was it was, but on a high note though. The harmonies displayed in this song. Ooh. And as I have advised many times before, don't you go trying to sing that at karaoke because you and your girls is not going to sound like that. Maybe JD Mama and her sisters, but not you. <laughs> and not me. Chill. So. chill, chill, chill. Jazz could definitely do at least one of those people. I can't guarantee you she can do all three of them at one time. She's not Nick I might get hit one of the notes involved, but they did some things on that. Yeah, that's a fire-ass song. Um, what's this for a single? Uh, what is this about? Okay, 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 okay. Wait, fifth wait, Fifth single? What is this fifth single? Okay, so this song might have only been released internationally. I don't know if they released it in the U.S. or not, but the girls know. Mm-hmm. The, the girls know. <clears throat> About nasty girl. Do they? This they is, know. This is not Janet nasty. <laughs> nasty. This is not some. What is this? It's the total opposite the of total what Janet opposite. Jackson was doing. Oh, you know no. how she was all about, you know, sexual empowerment. Hell yeah. This is the slut shaming anthem. Hell Give him no. a little piece of that. <laughs> To be fair, slut shaming was the popular thing to do at this time. <laughs> I mean, times yeah. have changed. Yeah, but also the song is awful. <laughs> I mean, in two thousand and one, girls were nasty for having cleavage. Bill Cosby was America's dad. Still, R. Kelly believed he could fly. All sorts of shit was going on you that know, was backwards. It was just a different time. Michael Jackson had butterflies. Got arrested. So all that shit was backwards. Okay, so me and my best friend had a dance to this song. <laughs> was the was the dance also slut shaming people, or was it just a dance that was not relevant to the song? I'll say this: when they say, "I remember some of it," uh, I remember most of it. I'm going to make her do it. I'm gonna watch they it and say- I'll critique. Because y'all, you guys can't see it. It's not a video show. We were very literal dancers. Like, whatever they were saying, we were trying to do. So when they say, girl, what you think? You hot looking that toe down. Mm. We dropped to the flow. Like, she toe down. That kind of dancing. And it was great. 
That was embarrassing. Oh, you know what? We all have to have it. I'm so excited to hear this news. Let me tell you, this song was put in the graveyard so hard that we just discovered that it had a music video within the last few years. Like, it was a phenomenon on Twitter one day. Like, yo, did y'all know Nasty Girl had a video? There's a whole lost Destiny's Child video for Nasty Girl that people did not see before, like, 2016. Wow. And this album came out in 2001. God it works in news. mysterious ways. It was news to the majority. Not because it's a bad song per se. It just really goes completely against what I think Beyonce knows Carter stands for at this moment. It's crazy. I know she <clears throat> hates this song. I know she hates it. But, you know, um, but I also think she's the type of person that knows how to realize she was in a different place in her life and say, yeah, that was me. That was who I was at that time. That's what was popular that's what was you know just of the time and i'm obviously not that person anymore there is a lot of things beyonce did in 2002 that she would never do in 2021 that is the biggest pull to that couple to me in general is the fact that i really know like we sat there and watched the things that kind of did not age well and or flopped in some way Mm -hmm. they're so great and everybody knows that beyonce and jay-z are the best in their field, for sure. Mm-hmm. But being the best in your field does not mean you did not fuck up. And they did. Players fuck up. I love it. I love it. And it's, I think they're able to look at that and say, that was funny and a mess. It's part of the but, reason why I can never oh buy well. that Illuminati shit. Because I was like, there's no way you're telling me Jay's Illuminati. And he decided to do the bars that he <laughs> did on Crazy in Love. It's a terrible bars. It's not Illuminati bars. Crazy in the range. Crazy in the range. They, <laughs> they can't, can't figure it out. They're, they're like, like, hey, is he insane? insane? They like, hey, is he insane? Yo, Dangerly in Love is on this. And he album. said, Yes, sir. <laughs> My texture is the best fur. <laughs> Yo, I didn't realize Dangerously in Love was on this album. I'm seeing that on the track list now. Oh, it is, it is. Yeah. Dangerously in Love was a Destiny's Child song. That's how I was introduced to it. But Beyonce remixing and remastering it for her debut album just made it larger than life yeah i mean trust me it comes out at the wedding still to this day it's a beautiful ass song it is a beautiful ass song um but this album as a whole it's probably one of the first albums that i knew front to back Mm, every song every lyric every word that's crazy your first album front to back was made First, 2001, and mine was August 7, 2001. Do you know what that is? No. August 8, 7, 7, 2006. Oh, shit. Usher, 8701. Oh, my God. That Can went over my head. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, I, can't, I was already a fan of Destiny's Child, but not, like, a super fan. But by this album, like we talked about before, this is when I was – cognizant like i could mm. i could listen to music and understand it and know the lyrics you know yeah, back in the day of the, yeah, yeah like yeah. i actually learned this album and was invested and understood it can i tell you something too many of y'all are giving yourselves credit for things that you weren't cognizant for i i really appreciate jazz having mentioned that because some of you youngins i, I got an argument with somebody my age recently about illmatic and i was like why don't you shut the hell up since it was 1994 and we were both three. 
It ain't hard that to tell. That did not click. You and I was at young as hell. Okay. And here's the thing: you can always admit to the fact that you discovered something after the fact. We will respect you. I mean, a lot for of the things honesty. we love yeah. today are things that were yeah. popular before we were. Yes. So cognizant. Let's, let's let's start having a more honest conversation about how you became a fan of the shit you became a fan of. You don't have to be the first. You don't get nah, anything. Nah, nigga, no I prizes. was three. I was three when I was put on. You don't know me. You don't know how. Uh, I thought you were trying to say you was third. You don't, you don't know how smart. <laughs> I was like, maybe I did take it in. Oh, Illmatic had a strong effect in you at three Hell years old. Hell yeah, that's that the power. And Sesame Street that's simultaneously. The that's the power Nas had. All of a sudden, <laughs> I understood everything. Mm, you listen, was listening. To, it ain't hard to tell. And learn the days of the week simultaneously. When did you learn the days power. of the week? At three, probably five or six. I thought that was kindergarten. Oh, was, okay, so you know, you know, Illmatic. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No jokes. I think I learned that in kindergarten because I can see my classroom every time I think of that song. I see my kindergarten class. Not only is that beautiful, I want to give credit to any educator who's ever had to make a song about the stupid shit that we have to make songs about. That's seven days. It's not an even number. Like, they didn't make it easy for teachers at all with any of this shit. They and they made it work. With that being said... Happy 20th anniversary to Destiny's Child Survivor album. Iconic. So glad your mom's taught you better than that. TV. There's a brand new show in town. (laughs) It's a brand new show in town. What is it? So what I realized not too long ago, and I explained it to Jazz, is that Netflix bringing back all of our favorite 90s UPN sitcoms, or early 2000s sitcoms for that matter, was sort of a way of them letting us know that they're going to bring us content similar to that that's brand new. And I was like, okay, I figured it out. This is cool because it started really, you know, the Family Reunion's already a show, but they definitely been putting a little bit more energy into the Family Reunion show, they which have. I think is good. They have. And the next up is Jamie Foxx and David Allen Greer's effort, Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me. Okay. I was very, very excited for this when I first heard about it. I think we talked about it on the show as something that was coming soon and soon is here. <laughs> um, I can't say that I have the hugest remark about it because I want to give it past the first episode and that's as far as I made it so far. I had to digest what had just happened and I'm going to get back to it. Sometimes I have to dig a little deeper because I had... The same experience with Keenan, where the mm-hmm. pilot, I was like, mm. but once I made it to like three, four, I was like, you know what? I'm into this. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody's talent is being used to the best of their ability in this show um, by any means. And I think that that's a compliment to their talent. Yes. And not necessarily... A diss to, to a diss the show. To the show, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've all seen them in things... Jamie's doing characters again. Yeah, be honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of Jamie's characters. Wanda is iconic, and outside of that, I could take her to leave it. I don't know. I really like the news journalists on Jamie Foxx show. See, Chappelle I really like that. that and I did really like so that. much better, better that it washed it out for me. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, that's really Dave what Chappelle's power. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you should check it out. Give it, give it your own your own optics, but I do think they might be a little rushing these things. Yeah, I'll say it. I I hated the forcing of the impressions. 
Because it wasn't his best impressions. People are not great impressions. We've seen him do impressions. He's, funny. he's not bad at them, but these just did not stick, you know, and they were forced. It was it was impressions where it was like, well, why did y'all tell him to do that so at this point? The reason why it was so frustrating is because he can go on Fallon and Fallon can bring somebody up and he'll do all of them. Seinfeld He's good at say, it. Do so, impression, he'll do them all. But this is rehearsed. So yet, why in sitcom form did it not stick? I don't Did know. Did it not hit? I don't know, but I'll tell you what, rooting for all of those guys and all of their endeavors. I'm going to continue to watch so that I can come back with a more, you know, profound sound thought. I can't, I can't wait until you do that for the both of us. You're not going to watch the whole season? You got to watch the whole season. We're going to watch the whole season, everybody, and you should too. We're moving on to movies. Wait. What? Don't what? judge a series. By its pilot. You're right. That's a that's honestly a good rule of thumb. Um, that's a good rule of thumb. All right, I'm gonna take my own advice and I'm gonna watch episode two at the very least. Might do it before bed tonight. We'll see. Um, moving on. You guys, something fun happened 20 years ago that we brought up before on the show with Rhonda. It's me. Rhonda. That's how um, you guys have to know her by this point. <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago, we got the unforgettable Carmen, a hip hopper. See, this is Carmen, curves like a cul-de-sac, skin, coffee, and cream, your donuts, you ain't dunking it. This is turning into a Beyonce-heavy episode. It is. Yeah. And Robert Townsend, thank you. Makai Pfeiffer, thank you. <laughs> Bow Wow, thank you. Debrat, thank you. Glenn Lewis, but maybe not Glenn Lewis. <laughs> That's not fucking Glenn thank Lewis. You. Don't you forget it. It might be, okay? It's not. <laughs> I know all the trivia to this movie, and that's not He looked just him. like Glenn Lewis. Most deaf. Thank you. Thank you. Reagan Gomez Preston. Reagan Gomez. Hi, Reagan. Thank you. We're doing thank yous, not yes. hi. Hi. I mean, okay, you fucked attention. up what was going on here. I'm sorry. Anyway, you know this film. You hate this film. You know who does it? Me. <laughs> Jasmine loves this film. Her enthusiasm is hot even now, and we're talking about it. We're not even watching this shit. Did, we, say, did we even say Beyonce thank you? She the main <laughs> damn character. We didn't even acknowledge. What's her name again? Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> Remember everybody used to joke that her name was Bianca, and she changed it because she was like, really bougie or something <laughs> did you did you hear that rumor too is that a national black rumor no i really thought her name was bianca though i was calling her that when we were first introduced it, to them we would be at the church after church hours they'd be like you know her name ain't beyonce it's bianca I'm like get the hell out of here that make a lot of sense she do be acting real bougie she rich y'all her mother is creole she is creole that's right hey hey tina Carmen, a hip hopper. We're gonna we're gonna put a little flashback in here, right? We, we have, have to, to flashback to when we had Rhonda on the show and we had watched the movie like before we recorded. <laughs> Carmen, a hip hopper. Uh, Beyonce is, plays a uh, what's the word? Ho -ho. I don't want to say ho. I wanted no. to say she's a, a seductress. No, she was a ho. Do it's your movie. You on the DVD? Go. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't have to. Who 
in the world will buy Carmen a hip hop but I will keep watching it because I'm that type. It's a classic. Mm. <laughs> it's so crazy. God bless us. Okay, so Carmen a hip hopera. It's exactly what it sounds like. A hip hop opera. I thought it meant hip hop camera. It's, like it's directed by Robert Townsend. Um, and it premiered on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a whole big thing. Like it was a whole behind the scenes making the movie thing. I remember the, thing the trailers and, I, and everything. Oh, gosh, and MTV this, was in day bag. This is Beyonce's debut in acting. Okay. Mm, yes, it is. And she left her mark on Hollywood forever. <laughs> oh, it did. <laughs> so she played, she plays Carmen, who is like this sexy seductive hottest girl on the block you know yeah and the men love her because she's gorgeous she's beautiful she reels you in with her beauty not only that music seems to follow her everywhere Everywhere she she goes goes. and the women hate her because she seems to somehow take all they men yeah good girl good no not my man excuse me are you trying to talk to my man what are you oh, doing? Nothing, baby. She is not all that. Are you tripping as hell? Come on, now. Please. It's all here, baby. Wait a minute. What? How does she make a song called Nasty Girl slut shaming mm. women around the world mm. just to go off and play Carmen, the biggest one of them all? And she had cleavage the from here year. to... The same year. She had cleavage the, from here to here Mexico. To Mexi- cleavage <laughs> from here to Mexico. Booty all out, tongue out her mouth. I don't remember seeing her That's wild. That. <laughs> but you maybe. So she has like these big dreams of becoming like an actress. And she's just... She wants to go to Hollywood and make it. Like she just... She's ready. Okay? Yeah. She ends up having an affair with this engaged man, Makai Pfeiffer's role. Um, they get caught, and there's this whole. He goes to jail. It's a whole mess of a love story. Yeah, Makai Pfeiffer has always been too famous. <laughs> what on earth? Why? Yo, you really need Why? to stop that. Makai Pfeiffer wasn't the boy's mind. He right? was. He wasn't the boy's mind. He was popping up all sorts of places he around cheats. this time. He liked to play cheating niggas. I yeah. don't know. That's his thing. And he looked like a cop. Makai Pfeiffer, the cheating nigga. And he looked like a cop no matter what. It's, it's really <laughs> He's a true. cop in the show. <laughs> or the movie. Right. He's a cop. cop in the movie. Um, so they go off in this whirlwind of love and they go to Hollywood so she can follow her dreams. And she ends up dead. The end. That's exactly how that happens. <laughs> it is. And you know, it's funny too. I think it's really about like, you know, Makai Pfeiffer is so under her spell that he's just making all these irrational decisions. Horrible decisions. And she just sitting there calling him a broke nigga the whole time. You know what? You know what? She was a true Jezebel in this, in this <laughs> a movie. A true what? A Jezebel. Jezebel. A Jezebel. That sounds like how Steve Harvey would say it. <laughs> I, I said the top fruit. <laughs> Jezebel. <laughs> She said, what'd she say? Um, yeah, Carmen, a classic, if you can find Carmen it. Carmen, a hip hopera is an experience. And if anybody wants to come over and watch it on DVD, I got you. Hit me up. That's the big little My home is open. I Let's go. But yeah, uh, if you're looking to find this movie, it's at Jasmine's house and maybe just there. So please <laughs> hit her up. <laughs> so I had an idea. For kids that they will never know. It occurred to me a few days ago. 
right. Kids today will never know. Do you guys remember that segment? Classic. You probably segment. haven't even heard this segment if you start listening. We did it recently. Did we? It. We don't. By don't. recently, I mean like two episodes ago, which could have been like last year. <laughs> so, chill out, chill. Yes, we did. But um, go ahead. I was just thinking about those commercials that would come on Nickelodeon or MTV. Where you would text four zero four zero four to receive any mirage of ringtones. Ringtones. Yeah, and they were annoying sounding too. The champ is here. The number one target from Europe is finally available in the U.S. Text Crazy 1 for the polys are part of the giant plan. Text Crazy 2 for the masters part of the real tone plan. To 7, 55, 55. Now, Let me tell you something. If that was your ringtone, you had no friends. Wasn't nobody <laughs> calling your ass. Wasn't nobody calling your ass if that was your ringtone. That it, needed to stay in the crevice of my memory. Like, it didn't need to surface. Because that is annoying as shit. <sighs> But remember, they also used to do like the real song. The real joint. Get a hot new real tone in the Jester Monthly XXL plan for only $9.99 a month. That's only 50 cents an item. To get bye bye, say XL1. If I love your girl, say XL2. For what you got, text XL3. To get lollipops, say XL4. Take a bow, text XL5. Forget like me, say XL6. Boyfriend, girlfriend, say XL7. For don't touch me, text XL8. Or for games, pay XL9. The way I love you, just text XL10 to 75555 now. I just know my goofy ass text that number at least once. But you know what, though? Here's the thing. This was only one of the ways to do this. Because you also had... So this really starts back, back, back in the day with your, with your Nokias. Your Nokia, yep. <laughs> and it was just polyphonic ringtones that we had. It was just the beep, 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 beep kind of yep. shit. And I remember making ringtones. You could like make that. the shit on your Nokia. Notes. You could put in the notes and yes. make the song. I yes. went to my family piano and played Rubber Band Man by T.I. on the piano to figure out the notes and put them shits into my phone and boom, went to school the next day. <laughs> the shit immediately. It was amazing. You talented. I'm, trust me, it's not, it, it wasn't a talent. But after that, you got the phones that had the web browser. Mm-hmm. Now, you was already wilding out getting on the internet. You know you was doing something <laughs> You already wild. went too far. <laughs> you gone too far by wasting all that money, having browsed the web on your phone. You bold. Yeah. Yeah. You would go to like ringtones VMA, ringtonesmp3.com, yep. all that thing, and you would download the ringtone to your phone. And it was these janky Napster-looking files. It would say like, David underscore banner underscore get underscore L I K underscore M E <laughs> some shit like that and then you would have that thing we used to be on the bus comparing ringtones. We used to have to work for shit for real. It was insane. We used to have to work for it. Okay, we have to spend money, download, like I mean everything during that period of time is a weird flex, but okay. <laughs> The a weird flex, but I mean, you did all that for that ringtone, it, yeah. But to come to 999, nigga, <laughs> to come to school just to have the newest shit on your phone, and it was always some T pain. And we all me. in school, who the fuck is calling you? Nobody, Nobody should be calling you. We're all here, and quite <laughs> frankly, it was the worst because I, I would get in trouble for having gone on the internet on my phone anyway. <laughs> 
right? So I didn't want the ringtone to actually be my ringtone because my mama would hear it and be like, is that a song? Because <laughs> that sounds like a song. I know you ain't downloading songs on your, on your phone. <laughs> How much is that going to cost me, JD? <laughs> Listen, oh my God, this is back This is back in like the after nine free phone call era. This is You couldn't this, wait for your phone to ring, though. That shit was slow. It's honestly, it's it sounds kind of sad, but I do miss how um, depraved we were at the time because things were so special. I think my last, one of the last ringtones I remember was Smash Into You by Beyonce. Mm. Her breakdown of, I'm willing to run. People don't know Smash Into You, but it was it was my ringtone. It's one of the last ringtones I remember having and like, 2011 maybe something like that i don't remember my oh i do maybe it was 2009 actually somewhere in there getting my years mixed up they all running together i think i had marvin Gaye and chardonnay's ringtone i think so and i remember doing it and being like (laughs) this is corny I don't think I should be doing this. So I think I made it my alarm ringtone. I do like waking up to hold up, 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 hold up. Damn. Yo, but also that song, we're not that removed from ringtone. Not really. But I will tell you right now. But the process was much easier for those. Hell yeah. I chose a song from my Apple Music. Um, however, I did have the Kim Possible oh, for my yeah. text tone for a really long time recently. I bought that shit for 99 cents. Fuck y'all. Right now, um, the vibration on my phone, you know, you can like create the vibration to be on some sort of a beat or something no, like that. No, because I turn all that shit off. But you don't have vibrate on at no. all? Your phone's Absolutely not. Why not? Maybe when the sound's on, maybe. But no, I don't have any vibrate. It, it's off or it's a... Or it's a ringtone. I don't even want to make my point now, but well, my <laughs> phone, my phone, the vibrate is always. This is how we do it. Like the dun, you dun, can dun, hold on. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Yeah, mine does that. No matter what the ringtone is. So when it's on the table, I hear. You gonna learn time. me something today because I did not know that was a thing. It's not I'm a so necessary confused. thing for you to have. <laughs> doesn't change anything about your life maybe i'll turn vibrate back on if it'll play something cool i'm gonna teach you how to do it oh ring back wait a minute wait a minute sorry jasmine said a word that i haven't heard in too long (laughs) say it say it out loud ring back tones ring back tones now i'm saying it the same way i said it when i learned that this could even happen Ring back tones is when you call somebody and they play in a tone for you wow Verizon was the first to have it, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I remember hearing absolutely. that. <laughs> now when people call you. Hello. Instead of a ring. Oh, I was getting into that. They'll hear a song. <laughs> that was awesome. Ringback tones from Verizon Wireless let you customize for specific callers. Pick anything from hot, hot heat to simply red. Holding Log on now. And believe it or not, I know one person that still has a ringback tone. No jokes. No lies. And we will call them one day, and I will prove it to y'all. Do you know what the song is? 
I can't remember. I haven't called them in a while, but they have a ring back tone. You know what's crazy though? You would go almost. A if it decade. wasn't, if it wasn't late, I would call them right. Because <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy to call now, them right now. But it's so late. <laughs> but I want y'all to hear this on air. So the next time we record in the afternoon or something, I'm gonna call my friend who still has a ring back tone. What's so funny about that is, is that if you did set a ring back tone in 2000 and probably I'm gonna say like six, being the maximum six seven, right? You could go a decade and some change without realizing that was still your ringback tone. The same way, I don't know what my voicemail sounds like right now. <laughs> right. I have no idea. Somebody actually left me a voicemail recently and was like, I love your voicemail message. It's so funny. And I was like, <laughs> what does this say? I heard it back. It was just me saying something ironically. It wasn't anything crazy. But either way it goes, you could definitely have set a ringback tone and gone a decade without realizing that it's still there. I'm not against those coming back. That's actually yeah, it's cool. Like, it's like hold music. Yeah, it's honestly like it that. makes more sense than the ringtone because the ringtone is kind of obnoxious. We think, I mean, where are you? Where we want to hear that shit? <laughs> Everybody? No, in the room? no. Seriously, I I turned off the Kim Possible text tone because I would just be in Target and it's like dun 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 dun. And that sh- I was like, don't nobody want to hear this shit. The this worst part stupid. about it is that it feels like it would like bring a warranted attention to myself and I hate that no shit. I would literally freeze what I was doing and look around <laughs> like that is so over the top stop I mean I just like I see somebody being like oh, is that Kim Possible I love Kim Possible and all of a sudden I'm like oh my god I regret this but you know it's funny too as a, as a teenager you kind of want to bring as much attention to yourself as possible and as an adult you want as little attention in public exactly. as possible I'm in motherfucking Target you know what that mm. means for me what I'm dressed the fucking fool. I look like I don't love myself. I rolled out of my bed and came straight here to start my day. Mm, you know what Target means for me? <laughs> I'm wrapping all the lyrics under my mask to whatever I got on. <laughs> I be in Target with my headphones in, vibing out. I go for it. I run a whole album in Target and just be rapping. <laughs> just be but walking the, around, rapping. It's going to be 2025. Everybody going to be masks. I'm going to have mine on like rapping under the mask. I can't wait. I love it. Um. So, how... We could do it before we go, one gotta go. Before we go, one gotta go. And because, I'm assuming. Because we got four solid singles off of the Survivor album. What five, you think? if you consider Nasty Girl. <laughs> We're not. So, okay, well, that's four. Um, yeah. um, let's do that. Let's do that. I think that'll be kind of difficult. Can you name them off? Do you want me to go first? And I want you to go first since this is your bag. I'm gonna name them because it's my bag. Okay. All right. So, Independent Women Part One. Survivor. Mama told me better than that. Bootylicious. Can't handle this. I don't think y'all can handle it. You went off the damn. (laughs) It is. But whoa, why you give all that energy to Bootylicious? I know that was not going. Oh, it's not, actually. It's not. (laughs) And emotion. Yeah, I'm not going to sing anything. You ready? Yeah, what's going? Yeah. Survivor. Independent woman, I really like that. Throw your hands up, Hajme. I really think that that's catchy. Like, it's super catchy. All the honeys um, who making money. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish that song was more unisex. I feel like I would definitely be in the August, like, yeah, all my niggas. I mean, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I don't understand. Yo, why didn't somebody remix that shit? You know, I say that every day about every song that comes out that's gendered one way. <laughs> there should always be a no pigeons well, to everything. It really should. Cause because when you said, 
All my niggas. I'm All my in. niggas is getting money. Throw your hands up at me. I'd have been into that shit, okay? Yeah. Also, uh, they should have done that with, with girls in the hood. I don't know why there's not a boys in the hood. Well, there is a boys in the hood, but there should be a new boys in the hood to girls in the hood. Anyway. Um, that gave me a lot of time to think. <laughs> what, me having said what I said? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm still pondering. Lucy Lou with my girl Drew, Cameron T, and Destiny. Oh, they say that in the song? I didn't know that. I said it before, JD. I thought you were just rapping. I thought it was some new shit. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I thought it was some new shit. You need to let independent women go because obviously you don't know the song. I like the hook. All right, so I think I'm going to go with. <sighs> I'm so sorry to. All the independent women everywhere, but I, I'm not gonna blast you. I'm not, man, I think I'm gonna go with independent women for real. I think, man. Independent women's going, it's leaving. Yes. It's okay. I, I really think it's okay. I mean, it was a toss up between Survivor and independent women for me. Um, mostly because, I mean, they're not really for me records by any means, <laughs> but I do think independent women are super catchy. And Bootylicious is? It's, I mean, Bootylicious has got you that sample. It's got that sample, for real. You Bootylicious? I, I mean, I'll let whoever cares be a judge of that. I don't really think that I am, per se. I wouldn't I wouldn't sell myself as that. My Tinder profile wouldn't say Bootylicious. <laughs> but I will say um, that I love the bye-bye day and I'm not a moody. That's crazy. Bye-bye. How many songs you going to get about bye bye day? All right, on that note, y'all, I really do think we should go to bed now because niggas is delusional. Uh, we love you. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, have a great week. Yeah, be well. Be safe.